Welcome to another episode with the Market Dominance Guys, a program about the innovators, idealists, and the entrepreneurs who thrive and die in the high-stakes world of building a startup company. We explore in the cookbooks, guidebooks, and magic beans needed to grow your business. Market Dominance Guys, Chris Beal and Corey Frank continue their interview with Mark Hodgson, Sales Director at Connect and Sell. What's the topic? How to get the most out of a first conversation. As Mark says, all the magic happens inside the conversation. Getting your prospect from fear to trust and then on to curiosity. But how do you take a green SDR or even a fairly well-seasoned one and develop the skills that get them to the level where the magic happens? As Chris and Corey have discussed in previous episodes, first you need to have a clear idea of what the purpose of that initial conversation is. You're not trying to sell anything but the discovery meeting. And to do that, you need to truly believe in the value of that meeting for the person you're talking with. Once you have that belief firmly in place, it's time to develop your skills, which start with learning a great script and how to deliver it in the right tone and with the correct pacing. After that, practice, practice, practice. As Mark explains, it's not enough to do it. Now you have to get really great at it. You've got to be frequent before you can get good. As usual on the Market Dominance, guys, you'll hear this and lots more sage advice on today's episode, Tried and True, Practice Makes Perfect. It's about getting there and having them have the experience. The rest takes care of itself. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a couple of episodes where we've spoken about, from a connected cell perspective, Chris, how much you love those test drives too, and, and the look, the change that you see and feel on those sales floors when we could travel. Let's hope we're getting back to those, mm-hmm. uh, those test drive days. When you think, Mark, about this approach, what kind of guidance would you have if I'm a new salesperson kind of getting in? And I really like the way how you described this, Chris, right? Is that you have to have, you have your senior folks in the red ocean, a top of funnel, and then you have your executives in one portion. And then you have this other trinity with the small T as a, as a long play salesperson. Are there certain skill sets, mindsets, prep that you would give to me? Because you're probably a five-tool player. You can do it all. But to do this probably requires a different skill set that you probably would have talked to yourself 10 or 20 years ago about. But clearly it works. The math works. What advice or guidance would you give to me as a newer salesperson, uh, sales gal, sales guy, to get into this, to believe in the math? There's the math of sales, and then there's the multiplication factor of what really works, right? You see what's happening all over the place where look at your inbox, things are noisy, things are, are mucky, LinkedIn and email and all that jazz. But I think what we're really seeing now is the resurgence in not just B2B, but but human to human, right? It's that conversation. And I think the newer salespeople, the best thing you could do for yourself is learn how to have those first conversations, right? We talk a lot about being able to move from fear to trust and curiosity and all that. That's probably the core skill set that any new sales rep could, should develop, right? That's the one that is going to pay dividends. 
And I think a lot, a lot of folks, it's a bit lost in our digital world, right? We're looking for fast, efficient, hey, what's going to ping the most emails or touches or activities or whatnot? All the magic happens inside the conversation, right? And I think getting good at that and working on that, if that's a core skill, if you had to work on one skill and one skill only, I think it's the value of a conversation and how to have it, how to get really great at it. Absolutely. And I know you guys are launching or you have launched the flight school where you teach uh, big, dumb farm animals like me, right, to, to have the right tone and the right pacing and deliver this trust as we've talked about for the last couple of years, Chris, right, in seven seconds or so. And um, that's a school that I think that every new sales professional, they really are endeared to their craft, should probably learn how to do. So that's a great, that's a great one, Mark. It's almost as if you've got this dirty joke level right? On this one matrix, right? And on the other matrix, right? You have your time and too often, right? At a figurative dirty joke level, but you have relationships with people over the course of many months and many quarters where you have sat on their left and you've asked them how their week is going. And they've told you, you have no idea. And they've poured out the contents of their soul. And you do that month after month, quarter after quarter, you have earned the right to have that figurative dirty joke level, and that's where that trust certainly is engendered. Wouldn't you say, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, Mark. I call what Corey is doing at Youngblood Works finishing school for future CEOs. And it's helping folks start their careers in sales by learning how to have first conversations. The most important thing you ever learn in business is how to have a first conversation with a stranger when you're not prepared for that, the specifics of that conversation. Oddly enough, the preparation has to be for the generality of speaking to a human being. And if you have an idea, a clear idea of what the purpose of that conversation is, the first order purpose, that is if I could only do one thing, what would I do? As you know, Corey, I, I used to be a bit of a systems designer, right? I used to build systems of a certain size, right? I just saw the Princess Bride the other day. So it's like rodents of an unusual size. I used to, I used to build systems of an unusual size. And the key to building great systems of an unusual size that work is to ask this question of the stakeholders, which is, you know, I would do it like this. I'd go up to a whiteboard and I'd draw a big circle. I'm not very good at it, but at least the two pieces would come together. If not perfectly straight, they would intersect in some way. And then I would draw an arrow out of the right side of that circle. And I put a little stick figure there. And I'd say, okay, so if our system can only do one thing, no compound sentences allowed, what would that one thing be? And, and by the way, who is this? Right. In sales, we ask exactly that question. If we can only do one thing in this conversation, what would it be and who is it for? And the answer is simple. What it would be is we would manufacture trust and who it's for is the person we're talking with. That's the system of sales. And I speak as a guy who's, as you know, I've got a patent or two. We just had one awarded the other day. We had one for our mobile app, my 18th patent. This one I'm very proud of because Dhruv Shah, who was 17 years old when he built our mobile app in high school, is my co-inventor. And that mobile app does one thing. 
it lets you talk to people without touching the device that you're using. That's the key. That's its job. It allows Cheryl Turner to go to the park and watch carefully as a good mother, her three-year-old playing on the swings and have conversations with people like the chief financial officer of Johns Hopkins Advanced Physics Laboratory. And she actually did that. She had that conversation while at the park, making sure her kid was having fun and being safe. That's the purpose of that thing. That was what was on that whiteboard. It didn't have a name. It didn't know its inputs, but it knew the one thing it delivered, a conversation to somebody. And that little stick figure was a salesperson with no hands. That was the idea, right? So in a conversation, if you know what you're trying to achieve and you can describe it with that level of specificity and then you learn how to actually do it, as Mark said, it's not enough to describe it. Now you got to get good at it. It sounds trivial, right? How hard is it to get trust built with somebody in seven seconds? Ah, well, how do I break that problem down? Thank God Chris Voss broke it down for us. So it's a, this is the stuff you know, if I were to ask salespeople to believe something mm -hmm. in order to have great careers as business people, mm -hmm. believe in precision. Believe that human psychology is a precision science. It's not about generalities. It's not about aphorisms. It's not about opinions. It's not about what your mom told you. It's a precision science. You are a brain surgeon. You're operating with two issues that are really big for brain surgeons. One, you got to know what's what. In that massive gray, you got to be able to tell the amygdala from the pons or somebody is not going to be able to remember anything in the future. And somebody else might get really pissed off every time a dog barks way down the street. So you got to be careful. The other is you can't faint at the sight of blood. And most sales reps faint at the sight of blood. The discomfort of being the brain surgeon, of having that conversation where you're in charge of somebody else's mental state, that's too hard for them. And they quail and they drop to the floor and then they aren't there. That's not good. You see, you gotta get over the side of blood through practice. Corey, you let dozens, hundreds, I don't know how many people come through your program, but I think it's the greatest educational program for business on the face of the earth right now because they get to experience what it is to actually be a brain surgeon. And you got to do it over and over and over. You got to know what you're doing, but it's secondary to being able to actually do it and keep your hand from shaking so much that you cut somebody's brain apart and make them a little worse than you intended. I, That's I transformation that. and it's, uh, it's not just your dad's marketing jargon. <laughs> That's yeah. real transformation. Well, it's what, what we had talked about, our best friend, Henry, right, had kind of coalesced this, right, Chris? We always talked, I think it's got to be episode two or three, where we kind of talked about this concept of when everything goes perfectly in your business, how does that change your customer's life? Yes. And when you can yield that, right, when you can do that, that Vulcan mind meld and that matrix extraction, it can be that brain surgeon, you're there. And so, Mark, what you do clearly by playing long ball is because you're invited back into their brain every two to three weeks or whatever your cadence is, quarter after quarter, month after month, until eventually it genders that fear to trust, trust to curiosity, and then they make that leap to finally commitment. And Absolutely. Um, 
And, and, and I think now the point they know I'm not going to cut left. I'm going to cut right. It'll be okay. That's right. I you hope. can actually sit. You can sit on their right in that bar versus sitting on their Whoa. left. <laughs> well, that's that's great, Corey. Up. I love that. Get to the point where you can sit down on their right, and they're going to hit you with the shoulder and say, "Hey, my week wasn't that bad this week." That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So listen to earlier episodes if that, if that analogy confuses for some of you. It's, it's a core tenet of the market dominance guy's uh, uh, approach to dealing with strangers. So. We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Connect and Sell, welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Give your fingers a rest with Connect and Sell's patented technology. You'll load your best sales folks up with eight to ten times more live qualified conversations every single day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing how many tears were shed while watching Titanic kind of qualified. And we're back with Corey and Chris. That's great. So here's where we're at. We've been enlightened that there are three key roles in a sales organization between the Red Ocean senior folks that you need, pay the light bill. You have Blue Ocean long ball guys and gals, right, who uh, keep the valuation up, kind of de-risk the organization so you don't have to get uh, diluted, brings uh, capital that is very inexpensive. And then you also have the executive team, CEO, or in your case, you got a triple threat between the VP of sales and the chairman, Chris, who are also bringing in dollars. And not to mention what that does to keep fresh on the market understanding. We've talked about the fact that to have that art, which is really a science in, in the brain surgery of developing your skills to have that first conversation is a skill that everybody should have and continue to sharpen. And certainly tools and repetition, I think as our friend Warren Clef says, you got to get frequent before you get good. Oh. And when you have a weapon like Connect and Sell or any type of weapon that can help you be frequent before you get good, those are good things as you start an organization. Not only from the reps, increase in efficiency and proficiency, but also in understanding to what you had said earlier, Mark, about getting those false positives out of the way and using that to pivot. So I think it's a pretty juicy episode here, Chris, I think. And thanks to you, Mark, for, for jumping on board and making this easy. Sometimes when I just do these with me and Chris, I'm, I'm the guy that has to- Have you been, have you been having a scotch? That's what I wanted today. So this is, a, this is fantastic. Any final thoughts, Mark? Any other words of wisdom or things that the viewers should know there? Well, no, I appreciate you guys having me. It's uh, always an education to, to, to listen to you guys. I keep up the good work. I can't believe, I think you said earlier, it was, did you say 70 or 80 episodes in two years already? Uh, I think it's one episode 85 times, but uh, we talk about the same thing. But no, it's something like that. I forget, I forget what it is. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's coming up on two years since we've been on this journey here. And and I, I think we're rounding the corner, Chris. I think we actually will have some residue that is market ready to show to our half dozen listeners here in the next month or two. So uh, that's uh, that's exciting. 
Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. I got a question for Mark before he goes. So Mark, talk about sharpening sharpening the tool, right? Abe Lincoln's sharpening the axe, right? So you're an expert at having first conversations. You do it all the time. You do it every single day. How often do you engage with the team in a structured blitz and coach environment? And how often per year do you go through flight school yourself? Yeah, that's a, a good question. So I got to tell you, it's interesting. We didn't used to do things like that. We didn't used to participate like this. And then we go through flight school now a couple of times a year. And it's a game changer. I blitz with my team twice a week, two hours. It's on the calendar. It's mandatory unless you got something else that is, you know, supersedes it, which is a pretty tough case to, to, to make, right? But it's been great. You know, we go through flight school. We've seen our own improvement uh, each year because everybody drifts. Got the competitiveness. You get out there. We're on a Slack channel. So we do it twice a week. We have four hours a week that we blitz together as a team of sales directors. We're all closer to 50 than we are 40. So, you know, we're not the SDR type, but, you know, it turns out it keeps us sharp, you know, and, um, you know, and, and it's, and it's a lot of fun. It's been a game changer for us than just jumping in here and there. There's no excuses, Corey. There's no excuses, Chris, get out there and, you know, well, you know what we should do is not to call you guys on the carpet, but Ryan Reiser has, um, and James Bowden has the SDR league, right? The vaunted SDR league, sales development rep league, where uh, Chris, I know Connected Cell is a big sponsor and proponent of, uh, of this concept of uh, bringing this esports concept to the world of outbound selling is you guys are, you guys aren't just minor leaguers kind of like us. I mean, you've been on the wall and you, you're well past your, your uh, veteran contract here, but Maybe we should have a little uh, a little connect and sell SDR kind of going at it and put them up against uh, take on all comers. Have another team up there that takes on the connect and sell. Use your blitz time, but do it do it online live. So maybe well, we should. Well, my my account executives have more dials and more conversations per week than the industry standard for SDRs by a factor of seven. That is every one of my million dollar plus quota carriers talks to seven times more people at the top of the funnel mm. than Trish Bertuzzi and the bridge group say that the average SDR talks to. That's right. And I love the fact that SDRs are out there talking to people. But the fact of the matter is your best SDR is an AE armed with connect and sell. That's right. And a special plug, Steve Richard from Voresight and I just did that. We were in the, the octagon, the vaunted octagon, and we showed that, hey, as, as AEs, we both sell. We're both CEOs of our companies, and we both sell. And we used a, uh, a weapon like Connected Cell, and I think in our little short period, we had four dials, and we had three conversations. So not many places where you can do that with- Wait, wait, you didn't have four dials and three conversations. You had four conversations and three meetings, right? That's true. That's true. Well, no, I didn't have actually three meetings, but you know. I was going to say four dials. Anybody can do four dials. I'm going to look right now. Let's just stay on for a second here because I'm going to look right now at my AE team. This is account executives carrying million dollar plus quotas. And I'm going to see for today- and while you're doing that, Trish Batuzzi says the average SDR does about 47 dials per day. 
of which less than half are cold, correct? Exactly, 47 a day. So I'm gonna look at our time allocation report. I'm not gonna share the screen because Susan says I can't share screens when I'm doing podcasts, mm -hmm. but here's the deal. So I've got myself one, two, three. Oh, I got to go down to one team. Sorry, I got to hit the team because I was accidentally including some SDRs. Oh, sales team only. So sales team today, they've had 183 dials and 12 conversations over three people. But let's go back to, let's just do a month because a month you can divide kind of by four and figure it out. And let's take a look. So my account executive team has had 1,005 conversations with decision makers in the month of May. During that time, they did, and by did, I mean they didn't do, because Connect and Sell did it, navigate 25,001 dials. The number of people on this team, I will now count, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That includes my executive chairman, by the way, my executive chairman in the month of May outperformed most, most SDRs in terms of dials, conversations, and way by meetings. And our, our, our VP of sales himself had 137 dials, 12 conversations, set six meetings. And last I checked, he uh, when he uses Connect and Sell to reschedule meetings, he makes us about $242,000 a day, or, or an hour, I'm, I'm sorry. And our top converter, uh, Cheryl Turner, who's been on our program, converted her conversations to meetings, her or 52 conversations, mostly with CEOs, at a 42.3% level. So I don't want to brag too much, but fact of the matter is, your best SDR is your most senior person armed to the teeth to have conversations at pace and scale. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, those are stats that in our profession and our craft are just unheard of. And so uh, as many of us who have it backwards, and I think become a believer in theory of market dominance, and certainly what uh, we heard from Mark and Chris today, I think you'll experience that yourself. So thank you for your time, Mark. It's always a pleasure. We'll, we'll have you back again. Chris is out of scotch. I'm out of vodka. And we're out of time. So until next time, this is the Market Dominance Guys with Corey, Frank, and Chris Beal. Until next time. Today's show is also brought to you by UncommonPro.com. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer or investor is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's really time to go big, you need an uncommon methodology to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. Through a modern and innovative sales and scripting tool set, we offer a guiding hand to ambitious leaders in their quest to reach market dominance. It's time to get uncommon with UncommonPro.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to MarketDominanceGuys.com and subscribe. Subscribe.